This episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast to support our show. The Battlefront Podcast is also brought to you by Star Wars Uplink, Tidal Sheep Entertainment's new podcast hosted by Sage Goodwin and Jared Bilby, covering everything Star Wars gaming, past, present, and future. Search Star Wars Uplink on your favorite podcast app and look for the tie-dye. Activate your personal shield and get your trait level to three because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 94 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Why? In this episode, we'll be going over a new dev interview, highlighting the news, going over our skirmish thoughts, and what we want to see in the beta. Let's get started. get started with some developer tweets so um on august 9th uh, dennis brenval associate design director went on twitter and uh, started responding to fans questions and he responded to a lot of them okay so dave or drew adam callies at battlefront uh, battlefront underscore fam Asks, will the heavy strikes from Luke and Vader be in Battlefront 2? And Dennis Brenval responds, not as an ability, but heavy swings will, of course, be a part of their cha- attack chains. So, the heavy strikes for, for Luke and Vader will be in Battlefront 2, but they will not be a part of an ability. So, the way, I believe this this is what it means, the way that they're doing uh, the hero lightsaber battles in Star's Battlefront 2 is you hit one... You hit up. If you land one hit uh, with a lightsaber, it leads to another more powerful hit or different ability like that. So eventually, like if you go against Darth Vader and you uh, attack him and uh, they attack at the same time, it will activate the same kind of effect that it did in Battlefront 2015. What do you think of this, Sam? I don't really have a preference with uh, the heavy strikes. I actually didn't like it as an ability, so I'm glad they didn't add that. You didn't like it as ability? I thought it was just a generic filler ability. They could have done something more creative rather than having the two, the, the father and son having the same middle card. Um, so this is, this is a fun one. Ice Mist, Ice Mist, at Ice Mist PVP asks, Will Death Troopers have their scrambled voices for Battlefront 2? Dennis Brownval responds, absolutely. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, a lot of people are fans of the Death Trooper voices. Okay, so uh, Brendan Gonzalez at underscore Brendan Gamer 7 underscore uh, asks, will we see 501st Legion? I think it will be amazing. They were the iconic characters of Battlefront 2, 2005, and Episode 3. Dennis Branval responds with, what about the 212th? And then Brandon Gonzalez also responds, they're really nice too on Episode 3 and Clone Wars. I really want both legions on the game. 
will you at least will you put at least 500 first and then Dennis Brownball responds can't confirm anything yet but I know players want to customize their clone troopers so dice knows that we want to customize our troopers and I also know that as well um how would you how would you like them to have customization of clone troopers in there would you like to be able to click their uh, legion or change their legion, their look, that kind of stuff? Maybe just the look. Just Maybe the look. like the commander color is yellow and the captain color is blue, I believe. So maybe just like those a certain amount of colors that you can change. And maybe they could bring the pauldrons back, which would be nice. Yeah. Since uh, a lot of the clone troopers that have pauldrons, I believe... Yeah, I was. I'll, um, I would like to see, um, Utapau troopers, the Utapau clone commanders. I believe is what they're they're called uh, as a customization. So if you're on Utapau, you can have that kind of like you can customize your skin that way. If they do it per a map, that would be pretty cool to see. Uh, Brendan Gonzalez also asked. Uh, I'll be really glad if you change the fire color of this ability for the clones they've always had a blue fire so in battlefront 2 2005 they had uh, the heavy trooper with red bullets for the gatling gun um, and dennis Brownville responds it will be blue of course what do you think of that sam i'm happy about that me too i, I really like the blue fire it also makes it it makes you feel more immersed into the actual game Jeremiah Taylor at B at Bunny Jacks 263 asks, will there be different armor designs for clone troopers based on the different planets? Disperville responds, yes, more info later. Will there be different armor designs for clone troopers based on the different planets? Yes, but more info later. What do you think of that, Sam? I think what we we're just talking about could happen. Yeah. Yeah, I like how they're um making customization per map that that's awesome it's kind of like how they did leia as an indoor suit when she's on indoor yeah but obviously they're going to take that a lot further since you know luke is basically or snow troopers yeah so if you're on a hoth you're going to automatically be snow troopers rather than those generic uh, default troopers that you can pick yeah i like that idea okay josh finkel does a tweet storm of three tweets um, which is his, his Twitter handle is Dr. Epic 20. Will we see hero introductions making a return, e.g. Time Tennis Bosk jumps from ceiling? I just thought that this was a great way to start off playing as a hero, and it was very reflective of the character's personality. Thank you. Uh, can you talk about this yet, or is, is there an answer you can give now? He says, depends on the mode. So m some modes you'll be able to say, like, okay, I'm going to pick Darth Maul, Bosk or whatever and he's gonna go do his like lightsaber spin as Darth Maul and whatever and then he's gonna walk into the battle though it may well, I think this may allude to like maybe in heroes versus villains they get rid of that I would really like to see that to speed up the game and we'll be talking about heroes versus villains later in the episode okay what do you think of that Sam I don't really quite understand you know how when you click Bosk he jumps down from like the ceiling yeah. or something yeah he says they it will be in there, but it depends on the mode. Okay. So, I have no preference on that. I 
I personally think it's kind of a waste of time to see that. I I I think in Battlefront 2, I, when I played as Ray, she just automatically spawned in as the troop in her little squad of five. So if you're in a squad, I don't think it's really necessary at all. Yeah, since it actually slows down the game mode already and you already get that kind of introduction through the, the spawn screen. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, Drew Adam Callies asks, uh, will the heavy strikes from Luke... Oh, wait. Okay, and then responding to um, Dennis Marvel's tweet about the heavy attacks, um, Andrew Zetterberg at Andrew Zetter asks, will certain abilities be the same for some heroes or will each hero have unique have a unique set? And Dennis Brenval responds, unique, but some remind of each other, at least in theme, throwing sabers, for example. So it seems like they're trying to do more unique abilities for each thing, which also makes sense if they're going to remove the um, heavy swings from Vader and Luke to make room for another ability that's more unique. Uh, I like the sound of that. What do you think, Sam? Yeah, that was the problem with lightsaber wielders in Battlefront 2015 is that they were really similar. Yeah. After a short break, we will go on to what we want in the beta coming in October. And the PlayStation YouTube channel developer interview. We'll be doing some highlights from that. You're listening to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast, a podcast from the Tie-Dye Sheep Entertainment Podcast Network, a network dedicated to bringing content as great and as weird as the hosts. If you'd like to support us on a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. You can donate $1 up to $10, and we have different tiers for that. So if you'd like to support the show and get some exclusive content, because we'll be doing bonus shows there, you can support us through that link. And at $1 per month, you have the ability to come on the podcast if you so desire. On October 4th, if you pre-order, you will get access to the beta. If you do not pre-order, you'll be getting access to it on the 6th. Okay, so what what I would like to see in the beta, new heroes. I'd like to see maybe maybe get a glimpse of Yoda. Maybe you can play as Yoda. I would love to see that. I don't know if that would be a reality. If they reveal it at Gamescom, I think we may be able to do that. Like say, okay, here's Yoda being played in Battlefront 2. I would really like to see that. Also, more vehicles. Yeah, he'll most likely be in the game at launch. Yeah. Just because he's playing Darth Maul. He's playing against Darth Maul. And Darth Maul's already in the game. I would be very surprised if Yoda isn't in at launch. I mean he's been he's been highlighted in the trailers. Uh they they're Gam- not just they're not just gonna have like two heroes and two villains. They have to have at least like three or four on each side. Yeah, but in the beta, I would like to see Yoda, Ray. I think we're going to get the same heroes as we did at EA Play. I think those will probably be available. I would like to see two more, though. One for the hero, one for the villains. I think that would be a fun way to do that. I don't know if they'll do that, though, since... It's in October, a month before, so it's possible. It is possible, but... A lot of people didn't go to EA Play and play Battlefront 2, so it'll be a surprise to them rather than us because it's all new to them. Yeah, be able to actually get the feel of everything. Um, I I would also like to see some more tanks. I think that would be fun to see. I don't know if that would actually happen since we already get the uh, droid tank 
and then a the AT RTs playable. Uh, I don't know if that would actually happen, but I think it'd be fun to see some new vehicles. Okay, now let's go on to uh, the PlayStation YouTube channel posted a video uh, that was filmed at EA Play. Sid Schumann is the host and he interviews uh, a developer, the produce, one of the producers for Battlefront. He interviews one of the leading team members of every uh, development team that's working on it, DICE. Criterion and the motive. So he interviews Craig McLeod, who is the producer, one of the producers of for the game at Dice. He interviews Mark Thompson from. Uh, he's the game director from EA Motive, and then Matt Webster, who's the executive producer uh, from Criterion. So he, the, he interviews all three of those uh, about their th- about their work uh, on the game. As it's a really good interview, I really liked. The, I really liked uh, the interview as a whole. I would like to see more of this. If any of the developers at DICE are listening to the podcast, some of them do, please reach out to us because we would love to have you on the podcast. And a lot of pe- other people would. I love watching the interviews with the developers. I would. I want to see more behind-the-scenes videos because that, I think that's so much fun. Uh, the video is about 21 minutes long. Um, they mention a lot of how what they've been doing uh, for the game. Nothing like, oh my gosh, they just said that news kind of stuff. But they did have some highlights, and we w- we're going to go over those right now. So they talk about vehicle customization, right, which is very interesting. We knew about this, but they mentioned it again, and uh, I really like the idea of this. So maybe you can customize how like what abilities that your ship will have when you click the ship i and that would be really cool to see uh skins possibly maybe you can make it look beat up or something like that but what would what would you like to see sam i would like to see uh you know tiny interchangeable abilities like you could have an ion cannon yeah or something more like in less uh, vehicle based and more on the taking out people during the strafe runs. I don't know, like the tiny stuff. More like, uh, you know how in, in Battlefront 2015, they had the TIE Fighter and then the the TIE Advanced? Mm-hmm. Uh, which one had like... The TIE Interceptor? The TIE Interceptor. They had the, the TIE Fighter and the TIE Interceptor. And if you click the TIE Fighter, it was faster, had less health, that kind of stuff. Uh, different abilities from the TIE Interceptor, but that could be one of those things like, okay, maybe as a TIE Fighter you have these different abilities, you can customize the look of your ship and the and the the, the abilities, the star cards that you have. I think that would be really cool to see. Personally, I wouldn't like too many cosmetic um, customization, to be honest. Why is that? It just takes away from the cannon. Like, unless you're the Rebel Alliance, the Imperials are up to standards that all had the same type ship all look the same and then like on the rebel side you'll have like you might have like a little few interchangeable things but again the customization is a big challenge to get right because of the cannon yeah you may run into a helmetless stormtroopers again another thing 
that I found interesting was at the at the end, uh, Mark Thompson from EA Motive was talking about some of the things that they, they were surprised about, and um, or he was talking about uh, what they were most proud of in the game, and he went on to how they took data and looked at that, and then also. Uh, the creative side so they were listening to fans and also saying okay you developer from dice or whatever which one of the three studios was like what ideas that you would have that you have would you like to see in battlefront 2 and how that was uh, a very uh, a very strong part of making battlefront 2 but he also said um ask for an example said that dice was very surprised at the popularity of heroes versus villains which when you think about it it isn't that very it isn't that exciting uh, the surprising yeah heroes are one of the key reasons that i play battlefront 2015 still if it wasn't for that you know that rush of hero pickups that you see and then you get it your dreams dashed when that loser gets in front of you and takes it which i just had happen the other day yeah Oh my gosh, it makes me so angry. <laughs> I'm so glad for the Battlefront 2 change. But yeah, that's a rush. It's always a surprise to where you're going to see the hero pick up unless you study the map. But for me, it's a surprise. And that's one of the key reasons that I'm still playing Battlefront 2. And the heroes are the reason for that. So they've said Battlefront, uh, the DICE team was very surprised at the popularity of heroes versus villains. Which... I believe that they've they've confirmed that a, there will be a hero mode, but I think the popularity of heroes versus villains could lead to an improved heroes versus villains, maybe like a hero blast or something like that, something that speeds it up more. Because I think it's so annoying when you're waiting for people to get picked their hero. I would like to see that random hero, boom, you don't get the choice to pick. That would speed it up. It may anger some people who want to like get really good at this hero. But it also make people say, okay, I'm going to get good at all the heroes. Uh, that that could speed it up. But also getting rid of the the AT moment <laughs> where it's just like the camera pans around the three heroes and then it starts. Also, the rounds is something that I find so annoying. It slows everything down. Um, but how do you think that they should change a Heroes versus Villains game mode for Battlefront 2? As you said, uh, take away rounds. It's it's a game mode. Like you don't need a potential six rounds to decide the victor. Like, yeah, it's either you win or you lose. You can join the next game and have fun. So they need to remove that. They need to remove the power of choice. Yeah, those guys that are like, okay, Darth Vader's the third one over. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, there's gonna be that one guy that picks Darth Vader every time. Yeah, there's gonna be. They train their thumbs to move the D pad over three. They're like, my internet's not that fast. Or some some villains or heroes will be played more than others. It would be a really good idea to make it all random, though you do get rid of the chance of a an Overwatch-style thing where you get to create your team each time. Yeah, but that can be for the, uh, the foremost game modes that you can create your team. But also taking away that the choice... Uh, it also makes you play characters that you wouldn't normally play. Like at EA Play, I was like the only one that liked Ray. Everyone yeah. else was like, she's trash. Buffer already. And it makes you I actually, enjoyed. 
makes Ray. You, makes you actually try and get to know the heroes that you're playing, use them in different ways. Because in Battlefront 2, every hero is different. You're not going to have this one. All the heroes aren't going to be able to go into a room and then destroy everyone. They're except only s- Darth Maul. Except Darth Maul. There are only certain heroes like Darth Maul who will be able to go into a room and destroy everyone. Other heroes like Han Solo, Boba Fett, that, those kind of people, raid. They have to go into a room. They have to get uh, behind the pillars. They have to make sure that they can go in, kill some people, and they get right out to regen. Which or- is a really cool way to make hero play. Or heroes like Han Solo that can't even take out one person. Yeah. <laughs> Who's complete and utter trash. That's the bad thing about the the randomness is that you have to play Han Solo at some point. But if they if they work, if they make people play every hero, they'll get more feedback for those heroes. To say, maybe like people that aren't good at Han Solo will say, okay, these things no may need to get... Han Solo. <laughs> there are some people that are good at Han Solo. But like say, um, this person's just getting started in Battlefront 2, they go to Han Solo, they're like, I don't really know how to do this. Some This this ability seems weak, this ability seems too strong, that kind of thing. And then they're like, okay, developers, uh, these are the kind of things that I find problems with. People that are like really pro are like, okay, this, this ability I use a lot and this ability I don't use. So they can look at the data and say, okay, those people don't use that ability. We need to change that up somehow. The bad thing, though, is that they never remove an ability. They always either buff it or nerf it. You would like to actually see them replace abilities? Sometimes you just got to get the dirty work done and genocide one ability. So like you would rather, instead of like tweaking ability that may work, may not work, just completely get rid of it if it doesn't work. Correct. I don't know how that would work in implementation like development wise. Because Han Solo in this game is basically the Han Solo in the last game with a little bomb. That's all his change is. Oh my gosh, I could do a whole episode about destroying and roasting Han Solo. Not like the movie Han Solo, the game Han Solo. Okay, let's move on from the, your hatred of Han Solo. <laughs> um, some uh, other highlights was um, setting uh, the new single-player campaign from the Empire's perspective was a part of Lucasfilm's want of making each part of of each part of Star Wars have its own identity. So the comic books will have this feel, the books will have this feel, the movies will have this feel, and then the TV shows will have this feel. They wanted to make that like, they wanted to make Battlefront 2's campaign like that as well. So if moving forward, we'll have story-driven Star Wars games that follow the same scope as Battlefront 2, exploring different, like the games will explore different parts of the universe, different aspects. Uh, Battlefront, especially... Is a game franchise to where you are constantly. Uh, it 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 highlights the soldier's perspective. That is what it that is what it does well. That's what it revolutionized when it first came out in two thousand five or two thousand was it two thousand four when it came out in two thousand four. So that's something I, I I really found interesting. I've always been a fan of the dark side. <laughs> I've always been a fan of the dark side. Then also they highlight some of the DLC support. Quote, we decided to embark down a model of seasons themed around content drops. McLeod, uh, yeah, what I found most interesting is the crate will be the first season. Yeah, so it's all based, it comes out a month after the game launches in December. And Which it's focused, is awesome. And it focuses on the last Jedi content. So we're getting Finn and we're getting Captain Phasma and we're also getting the planet crate 
as a playable location, which I think is going to be so awesome because when I saw Crate in the trailer, I was just like, man, that place looks really cool. Though it is, it looks like another sand planet. <laughs> looks more Celestin to me. Um, and we know how, uh, I know how um, Jared Bilby from the Star Wars game Outpost and Elliot from Battle Run Update feels about sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Uh, one of the episodes of Stars Uplink, which we may be moving to the Battlefront podcast feed to expand our scope of also talking about other Star Wars games. Um, an interview with them, we were all talking about how we were tired of sand planets being in Star Wars. We've got Tatooine, we've got Jakku, we've got... A bunch of other sand planets. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of other sand planets. I can't remember the name. We've got Hoth, which is basically, a, it is a desert, technically speaking. It's a tundra. It's a tundra, which is a form of desert. Which is a cold desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were talking about how we basically hate sand. <laughs> um, though they could make it interesting because it's red sand as well underneath. So they could have like some pretty cool formations of rocks if they do that. Uh, it has a... Uh, a way to actually make it a, a very interesting place to battle across. Okay, now now let's go over skirmish. So it has been confirmed. True for Battlefront Two. True. Uh, Dennis Brenville has said they're most likely will not have all of the multiplayer maps and game modes in skirmish, uh, but. It may, it will most likely have more than only two game modes and a handful of maps. So, what would you like to see? For Skirmish, I mean, it's kind of a lazy thing, to be honest, for me. Kind of a lazy thing, it's just kind of a a content port, if you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's not really any thought going into it. It's basically... Multiplayer with AI. I'm, I've never been really a big fan of Skirmish. and But I know a lot of people do love the game, the Skirmish. But the good thing about it is like a, a hit. So say like 20 years from now, Battlefront 2 will be dead. Or maybe in, on Battlefront 5 or something like that. But yeah. But you go back to Battlefront 2, you can't play multiplayer anymore. But you go to Skirmish and it's like... You're going back in time to play multiplayer. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Skirmish. I lost interest in the first Battlefront Skirmish just because it was so limited. We only have a fighter squadron game mode and we have Walker Assault. For me, Skirmish is just to make myself feel better. If I just get out of a crappy, I just got 0 and 20. I'm going to go kill some AI and take my anger out. I'm so good at this game. <laughs> it's a good way to practice as well. Like if you put the if you put the AI on master mode, which they have auto aim. <laughs> yeah, they could shoot you if there's a like in a 1 inch spot where you're like your shirt is behind a tree. They'll headshot you. They will headshot you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I like skirmish for the fact that you can you can play it offline. A lot of people don't have internet. A lot of people don't have the the ability to go or the speed of internet to go online. Yes. Or they may just not want to go online. They just want to have a f- fun time with playing with their friend. 
True. Split screen. I mean, it does appeal for that audience. And as well as uh, Battlefront 2 is going to be more offline than the previous game, just from the campaign yeah. in general. You've already got the campaign. I would like to see more skirmish modes and uh, maps. Like Battlefront 2 will have less game modes than Battlefront 2015, which is a good thing. It is good. Too many maps or too many game modes will separate the community because I'm a big fan of uh, Cargo. I'm also a big fan of Cargo on the Death Star. You can't really get into a game mode on that map because nobody, uh, one, not many people have the season and, pass. And then two, a lot of people don't like to play Cargo. Yeah, and another point about the PlayStation interview is they talked about the community. They're really big into you know, making the community happy and listening to them and providing or getting feedback and then producing that in, within the game. Yeah. So they were talking about, I'm not sure like what they were saying, but I knew by just them saying that they're, they're going to be more focused on the community. And as you said, make less game modes, which means more community within, you know, let's say three game modes. You have a third of a chance. You have a third of the community rather than battlefront 2015, which is like a 12th of the community. Community. community plays one game mode or even less than that maybe like one twelve plays this game mode and then three twelves or four twelves or whatever plays this game mode um and every t- any time every time i listen to an interview with the developers they they say pretty much the same thing we're listening to the fans we want to make sure that this community is interactive it's they listen to the community uh, that's one of the reasons i love battlefront is because of that sense of community everyone has um a lot of our followers on twitter listeners of the podcast they're they're they they listen to our podcast and then they go over to watch videos they interact with the devs on twitter like all these people that ask these questions are involved with the community they are interactive with that which i i just love yeah the complete opposite of nintendo Nintendo's been pretty good lately. I have? Yeah, they've been listening to fans. Hmm. They have to since they've been at the bottom. True. Um, but that's something that they've all stated is they're listening to fans. They they want to make sure that they don't split the community, which is another thing that Battlefront 2015 had problems with their game modes. Like Droid Run, after, after they nerfed that for the credit farming, nobody plays that again. <laughs> True. It only comes up in rotations if you play like uh, the Outer Rim or one of the DLC rotations. Yeah, that's another bad thing about Battlefront 2015 is they have all these, you know, 15, 20 player little tiny game modes. And they're all good, but I would like to see, it's just you can't really play them with zero people on your when team. When you think about Star Wars, you think about these massive battles, like the whole droid army versus the clone army. You don't think about little five groups of rebels and uh, stormtroopers shooting at each other trying to claim a, gl- a gonk droid which is completely useless <laughs> so I just and from what I've seen from Battlefront 2 is that they're really focusing on the massive multiplayer battles Is I think actually, that's quote by quote what they said in their trailer yeah so Walker they're, it's um, 40 players will be the max if Wait, time out. If I could 
like get any wish into Battlefront 2 that's pretty feasible would be a hundred player assault on Theed. That'd be amazing. That would be pretty <laughs> 50 cool. 50v50. That would be insane. And it'd have to be a huge map. I don't know if the servers could handle something like that. I know they would have to work, but it's not I think coming. one of the biggest game modes is like as in Battlefield and it's 64 total. So 32 on 32. Yeah, which is still massive. Yeah. But that's just my childhood dream. Yeah, just, what what's what I find interesting is in the um the fighter squadron mode they have um AI as well, which I think it'd be kind of weird. I think you can only do that in fighter squadron. Maybe you can have like it'd be pretty cool to have like uh, vehicles controlled by AI sometimes. Yeah, but the problem with AI is that people are going to be abusing that and getting their score up by targeting those clueless AI. Yeah. And, let you, and that's the bad thing. They have to make them normal subpar. They can't be really good or they're going to be on top of the leaderboards and they can't have that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I don't think that they would ever add cpu players but no, maybe like wouldn't. vehicles maybe like a turret would be interesting to have a, a, a computer ai control yeah and like you said the vehicles would probably be the only thing that they would add or like in a on feed those little droids maybe they could be ai because right when I saw those, I started shooting them, but you can't kill them. Yeah, so on Attack on Theed, right when right at the start, you see these like droids just sitting there. I would think I think it would be cool if they were actually animated. They're like the R four D R five D four droids or something like that. They're yeah. the ones that are the rebel equivalent of the Viper probes. Yeah, but I I thought you were talking about the actual droids. On the droid side of the team, they're just sitting there oh. inactive. Okay, I was talking about those little the yeah. astromechs. Yeah, the, the, like those astromechs would be interesting to have on Battlefront too. Just maybe every now and then they'll shoot something. <laughs> um, but those like one, those stationary yeah, droids the ones that are keeping the clones yeah under the ground. Yeah, I th- I think they missed an opportunity, but that was still pre awful They still have the chance to animate that, but. If it is not animated, I think they missed out on the opportunity to add that kind of... Yeah, it does kind of take you out of the immersion. Yeah, there's just these stationary statues in the middle of nowhere. I would like to see the dro- the clone troopers trying to like wriggle out, and then one of the droids come over there and hit him on the head. Stop moving! I think that would be a, a cool way to add some character to the game mode maps. Like that wouldn't that be so awesome? Like you're fighting and then these like droids and clone troopers are bickering over there. Like, stop moving. He's like, get off of me. <laughs> like that that would be so cool. Now our poll of the week, which is what will you play first? Multiplayer, campaign, or skirmish? I'm doing uh the campaign. I've been volunteered for the multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Which it's not like it's a burden to take on. Oh my gosh, I have to play amazing multiplayer. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because that's the advantage us Battlefront 2015 players have over these newbies. We already know the mechanics. Like, I went over to EA Play. 
I see these dads with their kids and I'm laughing. <laughs> oh, this is too easy. You heartless, <laughs> you heartless scoundrel. <laughs> because I actually got the first game, I was number two. The second game, I was number one. Yeah. Sam's over there picking on all the little children like, ha ha, little child, I'll kill you. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of my proudest moments of my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one of the advantages that we have, as well as Stars HQ, over Battlefront updates is we are two brothers. So True. one of us can play the campaign and get gameplay, and one of us can play the multiplayer and get campaign or get uh, gameplay. Yeah, so we have an advantage, a distinct advantage. Um, but yeah, go over onto our Twitter at SWB Podcast on there and uh, vote for what you will be playing first, multiplayer campaign or skirmish. That's all for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter, as I just said, at SWB Podcast. We have a Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. We're still we're still working on the Patreon exclusive show. We want to get uh, very good content for you who uh, help us by supporting us through that. You can also support us through PayPal, pay.me/tadaisheep. This is extremely helpful. SoundCloud is having some financial issues, so we may be moving the podcast feed, may, may be moving the podcast hosting to another website which is like $140 or something like that. So we will need help if that is the case. It is also very helpful if you leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us in the search and also uh, will help you. If you leave us a review, you will be entered for our Battlefront 2 Standard Edition giveaway. Uh, leave a review telling us your favorite Star Wars character. You can do it that if you don't know what to say or what you like about the show. It is extremely helpful to leave feedback there. We read every review. We respond to every email. We res- we read every tweet that you send us. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can uh, leave feedback or uh, your thoughts through our Twitter, uh, our reviews on iTunes, and our email, battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel that we've been uploading content on we just released a video on how class customizations will work in battlefront 2 by the time this is out sam will have a video on the seasons that we want in battlefront 2 we were launching many new series we're trying to do two to four episode of videos a week on there you can listen to the show on itunes soundcloud stitcher google play or wherever you find podcasts as always thanks for listening and may the force be with you.
I've always been a fan of the dark side. <laughs>